0: We grew up lower middle class. We didn't have a a lot of money. We often talked about how we were gonna afford to pay rent. So that was when things really started to shift for me was in high school when I decided that I didn't wanna go to college. I ended up working a bunch of odd jobs. I pumped gas at a gas station. I was a personal trainer. I cleaned bathrooms at a hospital. I did so many different, I was convinced that I was gonna be in trouble and I was never gonna find quote unquote success because I had no idea how that was gonna happen. Well, I ended up getting a very high-paying job in my early 20s.
1: Welcome to the world of Luxury Unplugged. If you're passionate about entrepreneurship, creativity, and maintaining a sane mind, you found your tribe. Hi, I'm Niki Keswani, author of best-selling book, Live Your Dreams, and your host for Luxury Unplugged. And every week on Tuesdays, we bring you incredible stories of successful entrepreneurs and artists. And these are the people who are living the life full of luxuries, keeping a sane mind. So get ready to dive deep into the minds of CEOs and creative entrepreneurs who are shaping the world of business and spirituality. Welcome, Kevin.
0: Nini, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited to chat.
1: Absolutely. So let's get started. Just a little uh, backstory to Kevin. He is the CFO and founder and co-host of the Next Level University. He is a, uh, his podcast is in the global top 100 self-improvement podcasts. Wow, that is just so amazing. <laughs> and uh, with 1,450 episodes plus plus, And uh, still counting and 850,000 listens in over 150 countries, he is already, you know, showing us all the inspiring person that he is. So Kevin today is going to share with us his success story right from anxiety and depression that he felt and how he overcame that and how he is leading the perfect life that he is possibly he dreamt a couple of years back. So over to you, Kevin.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you for the wonderful introduction. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting journey or it has been a very interesting journey for me because I don't think there was a lot of hope for me when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So, I grew up in a household with my mom and my grandmother. I was raised by my mom and my grandmother. I didn't know my dad. I didn't meet my dad until I was 27. So, obviously that plays a role in a in a young man's life and it still plays a role in my life today. We grew up lower middle class. We didn't have a a lot of money. We often talked about how we were gonna afford to pay rent. So that was something that I overcame when I was young. But when things really started to shift for me was in high school when I decided that I didn't wanna go to college. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know I was gonna be a podcaster. I just knew I didn't wanna go to college. So I ended up working a bunch of odd jobs. I pumped gas at a gas station. I was a personal trainer. I cleaned bathrooms at a hospital. I did so many different things. And I was convinced that I was going to be in trouble and I was never going to find quote unquote success because I had no idea how that was going to happen. Well, I ended up getting a very high paying job in my early 20s. And I quite literally went from making $15 an hour to making anywhere from 60 to $120 an hour. And I was like, this is the best. I'm going to do this forever. I found my thing. I'm never going to leave this job. But what that really taught me was that money and the significance that came with that money and what might have been perceived as luxury that came with that money did not fulfill me internally. It did not fix any of my insecurities. It didn't make me any more confident. It didn't make me excited for the future. And I ended up going through a really challenging breakup. And then I made even more money and I looked even more successful, but I still ended up sitting on the edge of a bed contemplating suicide a couple of years later because I was so unfulfilled. I was so uncertain of my future. My self-worth was so low. My self-belief was so low. And I really, really struggled with my mental health for a couple of years. It was, it was a real, real, real challenge. And then I ended up leaving all that behind in 2018. And then Going full time into the podcast. And I've been full time for the last six years now. But it was, there was a real, a real challenging time there in my 20s where I felt lost. I felt hopeless. I felt directionless. I had no idea what I was going to do with my future. And I think that is one of the reasons I was dealing with as many mental health struggles as I was. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So, do you think that um, having a good relationship with yourself, first of all, uh, a good self worth? a good, um, the way you imagine yourself or the way your self-image plays a very big role in the way you're going to make money in life and overcoming depression and anxiety first and foremost.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I told a story on our podcast yesterday about this. Mm -hmm. My wife and I went to the eye doctors the other day. And when I came out of the room, I got my eyes checked and all that, there was a group of young ladies and they were laughing when I walked by them. And I had this moment, Needy, where I said, are they laughing at me? Did I say something funny? Uh, am I, do I look weird? Did I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Are they laughing at me? And I had this moment where it was like, well, if they are, it's not that big of a deal because I love me. That is a self-worth thing. I, it's okay if they're laughing because I feel very certain in myself and whatever. It is what it is. It's not going to wreck my day. Five years ago, that, not, that would not have been the case. So, yeah, I would argue that your relationship with yourself dictates your relationship with everything else. It's going to be very hard for you to create a luxurious, aligned, abundant life if you don't know yourself and you don't know what all that means to you. And, yeah, tapping into self-worth – One of the reasons I think a lot of us accept things that are not up to our standards, up to our desires, is because somewhere deep down, we don't think we actually deserve it. We don't think we deserve our dream job. We don't think we deserve our dream relationship. We don't think we deserve our dream body. And that's one of the reasons that the self-work, the inner work, self-improvement, whatever you wanna call it, personal development, that's so important, not just so you can achieve external success, Mm-hmm. no it's so you can understand yourself internally because that's the best way to find fulfillment long term fulfillment that comes from the inside not the outside
1: mm-hmm. absolutely so in terms of um, your coaching aspects uh, you are covering uh, you're doing it i understand that you're doing it on the podcast itself but mm-hmm. you're also having some coaching sessions outside that right and they're yeah. on self improvement
0: yeah it's it's all about it's all about figuring out who you think you are at the identity level. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes people say, what, what makes your podcast holistic? Like, what does that mean? And I always say, well, there's a million podcasts out there that can teach you how to make more money. Mm-hmm. There are far less podcasts that are going to say, it's going to be impossible for you to make more money if you have a negative relationship with money because you have a money wound from when you were young and you don't think you deserve it or you villainize people with money. So we always try to start with the internal." So it's always that. It's why don't you think you deserve more money? Well, when I was young, we didn't have any. Okay. What would you tell that person? Well, it's it's not your fault. I mean, of course you deserve it. You just didn't have it. Okay. So yeah, we really try to take an internal look long before we ever talk about tactics or habits or anything like that because what you think about yourself is more important than what anybody else in the world thinks of you. And unfortunately, many of us think less of ourselves than the people around us. So we always try to start internally. What is your identity currently? Where is that holding you back? Where is that propelling you? How can we make a few simple pivots to that first?
1: And uh, once we start making those pivots internally, then the results automatically start showing up in the outside world.
0: We can create the opportunity. Then we create the opportunity to say, okay, well, now you have some self trust, now you have some self worth, now you have some self belief. Now, okay, let's start taking outside, external actions to increase your results. Yeah. So well,
1: Yeah, I, I saw your episode on your podcast about money mindset. That is, mm. is your money mindset jeffing you? Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: so, so is that something that you can? Can you can you change your money mindset in a as a as a flick of a button? Can you just do no.
0: that? No. No, I wish. I wish that would, that would make life a lot easier, but yeah. you got to think of it this way. If, if you have had the money mindset that you have for the last 12 years, you're not going to be able to shift it in 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. Just like if you, if you spent 15 years going into debt, you're most likely not going to be able to get out of debt in 15 days. Just like if you gained 15 pounds over the course of 15 years, you're probably not going to lose 15 pounds in you know, a couple of weeks. So yeah, I, I think it's, it's very important to set the right expectations because if your expectations are, okay, cool, I'm going to listen to this podcast and then it's going to be fine. My money mindset, it's going to be completely aligned, perfect. Then you're going to think you're doing something wrong when in reality, you just haven't had enough time yet. So yeah, I, I believe it unfortunately probably takes longer than most of us actually think. And that's one of the reasons we quit because our time perspective is off a little bit.
1: Yes. And often this, this road to living your dreams is always, you know, flustered with so many challenges mm-hmm. because you're not only, fi- you're not only fighting your own self. There are so many things around you, which want you to be exactly the same person that you've been 10 years back. And so yes. um you do mention in one of your Instagram posts that, you know, um. Uh, if you, if you change the relationship, something like that, that if you change your relationship or so you move out of the relationships that you are having currently, you are going to be seeing a sea change in yourself. Something mm. on those lines you've quoted over there. Do you feel yeah. that relationships are playing that much of a role?
0: I think behind, so if, if you were to say what are the number, like the top three things, I would say self-belief, self-worth, and the community you surround yourself with. Yeah, because... Imagine this, if you would identify as the type of person who doesn't have a lot of belief in yourself and you're surrounded by people who are always putting you down and saying your goals are dumb, your dreams are dumb, it's never going to happen, you're most likely not going to do it. But on the opposite, imagine if you're somebody who struggles with believing in yourself, but you're surrounded by four other people who believe in you immensely and they give you opportunity and they push you in a in a good direction and they support you and they say here follow in my footsteps you're more likely to succeed that way i'm convinced one of the reasons more of us are not quote unquote successful is because we have people in our lives who don't want to see us successful not always from a negative standpoint but sometimes it's well if needy gets very successful what if i get left behind what if this book does really well and she's traveling the world and signing autographs, and she forgets about me because I'm not doing any of that stuff. I think a lot of people are dealing with that. I've had the fear of being left behind before, so I completely understand and I completely empathize. But I do believe, unfortunately, there's a lot of people who are subconsciously holding us back because they either don't want to see us get hurt or they don't want to get hurt if we leave them. Hmm. And, yeah, I think
1: I completely, I I understand where you're coming from. So in terms of friendships, uh, you do mention about friendships also on your podcast. So you feel that, you know, there are different sorts of friendships that we need to nurture, or is it something that is, that is part of your overall growth structure?
0: It really depends on. So we always break it down to core values, core beliefs and core aspirations. Mm -hmm. If, If you are someone who you require a lot of friends, your life is going to look drastically different than mine. I don't. I don't require that many friends. I'm a quality over quantity person. If you give me five awesome people, I'm going to be fine. Other people, they want way more people in their lives. So that's a conversation that they have to have amongst themselves. But I think the most valuable thing to touch on when it comes to friendships or any relationships is similar core values, core beliefs and core aspirations will set you up for long-term success. So a core belief might be self-improvement is super important. That's a core belief I have. A core value might be humility. I like people who are very humble. Arrogance is something that rubs me the wrong way. I can't really deal with it. And then a core aspiration might be to get really, really good at podcasting or get really, really good as a partner, whatever it may be. If you have people in your life who share those things with you, you're most likely going to spend more time with them and you're going to grow together. When we grow apart, it's when we don't have those, especially the aspiration thing, right? If you – if I want to get in better shape and you don't value that, I'm maybe going to have to spend less time with you because it's actually going to make it harder for me to get in better shape if every time we hang out, you say, hey, let's get donuts or let's get pizza or whatever it may be. Just a a silly example. So – I believe that relationships are a huge opportunity for growth for everyone because that's where a lot of us get stuck. We we, we maybe we struggle with setting boundaries. We struggle with um, communicating our vulnerable feelings with people. All of that comes in relationships. So relationships have been a really big point of growth for me, and I think it's a great opportunity for growth for all of us.
1: So what? do you think is going to be your suggestion for somebody you know who's wanting to become their best version and how can they make it shine in the world in this world where where, you know you're just starting out you want to be a certain someone you see that person exactly doing what you want to do so how do you come out of your own worst situations fears anxieties and things like that and become that version
0: I always say what I I think it's the opposite of what a lot of people would say. I would say set a very, 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 very small goal. Because here's the thing. Small. A small one. Very small. Mm -hmm. One of the most common misconceptions is that where someone is is where they've been forever. And where we are is where we're going to be forever. So if you're listening to this and you say, well, I want to get to 1,500 podcast episodes like Kev. I would say get to 15 first. Don't worry about 1500, get to 15 first. Your brain knows if you're setting goals that are not currently achievable. Your brain is a very, very smart thing. So if you're really struggling and you feel like you're down and out, don't say, well, right now, I feel like I'm the lowest I've ever been. I need to climb the biggest mountain possible. I would say, what is the smallest thing that I actually know I could do? And I would just build momentum that way because that's how everybody else did it too we forget that some people have a 15 year head start on us and it's going to take us 15 years to get to where they are so i think we should start very small so we can build self trust we can build self worth we can build belief we can build habits we can build consistency we can build momentum but i think a lot of us are convinced that we have to set these massive massive goals that we don't believe in so that's what i would say if you're struggling and you're you're in a rough patch right now I would say don't look up to the very top of the mountain. I would say look at the first summit that actually seems reasonable mm-hmm. because when you do get to that first summit, you're going to have a different perspective of everything and then you can reshoot. You can make another goal, rinse and repeat, make another goal and then just keep doing that.
1: Right. Yeah, it does make sense. So in terms of uh, your coaching, uh, your coaching schedules and uh, things like that, are you doing personal coaching or are you doing group sessions? And how long- We do both. Like what sorts of, uh, what, what can people expect in your coaching sessions?
0: Yeah. So we do both. We do one-on-one, but we also do group to make it more affordable. Obviously group is a little bit less expensive than one-on-one, but it's very much, it's always hard to explain because it's very custom. It depends on, it depends on what the person is, is going through. Mm -hmm. I talk a lot about relationships. So if you're in a relationship, there's going to be some aspect of that. We talk a lot about finances. There's an aspect of that. We talk a lot about health. There's an aspect to that. So the ultimate goal is to say, okay, what is your strongest bucket? Health, wealth, or love? Okay, what is your weakest bucket that we need to work the most on? And then that's usually where we'll we'll dive in. But I would say the best example would be you're gonna learn more about yourself than anything else. And at the end of the day, I do think self-awareness is a superpower. So you're gonna learn a lot about you Sometimes it's challenging. Sometimes it's empowering. But I do think at the end of the day, it is a lot of opportunity. And that's what we're always focused on. How do we learn more about ourselves so we can learn more about everything else? Right,
1: right. So in terms of uh, a self-transformation that I I want to achieve, let's say I join your coaching session. And I want to change uh, a particular aspect of my, uh, four aspects of my life. Let's say I want to work on my health. Um, so how long do you think that you could, you would need to condition my mind, um, uh, in terms of, and then I can start putting in the effort for the, uh, the physical aspect of it and, uh, you know, get going with that. Because I think, first of all, we have to hit the mindset yeah. to get slim, yeah. toned, or healthy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's one call where <laughs> just as an example, there was this call that we had where, one of so it was it was two people in a relationship and one of the people in the relationship is very into fitness they're always at the gym they love fitness the other person they just kept saying ah i don't fitness isn't for me i don't want to do it i can't figure out why i don't go to the gym i'm not sure and so they said something very powerful they said well i follow this girl and she's one of those fit chicks and the way she said it was very negative it was like she's she's all about fitness and she has, she's always posting about her fitness sessions and all that stuff And when you dig into that, what she was pretty much doing was villainizing the fact that this person was very, very into fitness and they valued it very much. And she assumed if I'm into fitness, I'm going to end up, quote unquote, like that. Mm -hmm. So that's just one call of digging and saying, well, what does that mean to you? What does it mean to be a fit chick? What would happen if you were a fit chick? You have to be a fit chick. And then saying, okay, cool. Now that we're understanding our identity and what's holding us back there, what is one habit we can practice? for you maybe it's not going to the gym every day like that maybe it's going for a walk okay cool can we do 10 minutes do you think that's reasonable yes all right cool and then we can help you stay accountable we can give you the extra necessity so it really depends it depends on your level of commitment it depends on your level of consistency but i would say within the first within the first call or two you'll be you'll be practicing new habits that you probably have never practiced before because hopefully you'll understand the importance of them and how they're going to sh- help you, you shift your identity.
1: Right. That sounds very interesting. So um, yeah, in today's world, I think uh, life portion is really helping out of people around the world because everybody is so keen to understand and live their dreams if possible, uh, you know, keeping a stable job and keeping the sanity uh, of mind. And, i see that you are already in the self improvement uh, side of the of the podcast business as well so what do you feel that you know um, how can one have a sanity uh, in their mindsets and pursue their dreams and have a stable income what do you think is the is the balancing act in that
0: i don't know if there is balance i i don't think there is because <laughs> If you if you love what you do, it's a lot easier to work really really hard at it. Mm-hmm. Right? So I work a lot. I work 12 hours a day pretty much every day. That's just kind of how it goes, but I love what I do. This isn't really work. Me talking to you is not work. I would say based on all the conversations I've had, I would say that you have to get very very honest with identifying what you actually want. Because I've talked to a lot of people who say, "Well, I want to be an entrepreneur or a business owner." influencer, podcaster, speaker, coach, whatever. But honestly, when we dig into it and we say, why? And okay, would you rather give a speech or get your kids off the bus? And they say, I would rather get my kids off the bus. Okay, well, let's tap into what does that mean to you? Oh, you, you. what's more important, success or family? Family, okay. We need to revisit that and figure out, are you setting yourself up for a long-term failure? Or are, are you actually gonna be fulfilled in 10 years when you get there? I think it all starts there, Needy, at the awareness level first. And then from there, if you can be re- very regimented with your calendar, mm-hmm. then I think you can have a more harmonized life. I don't know if I would say balanced. But for me, I don't work Sundays. Sunday's family day. You can't get a hold of me. I don't do my emails. I'm not I'm not doing anything on Sundays. Mondays, we record seven episodes. You can't get a hold of me there. So it's it's very regimented where – I know pretty much every day where every hour is going and where I'm doing certain things but I also can block off my schedule for family time if I feel like I haven't been pouring in that bucket. So the 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 best answer I could give is I would say on a scale of 1 to 10 how much time, energy and effort and focus are you putting into health? Mm-hmm. How much are you putting into wealth and how much are you putting into love? And are you putting the right amount of time in the right bucket for the lifestyle that you're trying to design? But it all starts from an awareness place first.
1: Absolutely. That's a wonderful advice for people who are listening in as well. So um, uh, I think the next question is for us, fellow podcasters. (laughs) And that is the question on how to grow your influence, how to impact (laughs) more people, how to reach millions and millions of people. When you know that your subject is awesome, you are trying to create that dent in the universe, (laughs) if possible, (laughs) so um and you know that your your content is really good so what is your advice for that
0: i always say you have to treat it you have to treat your podcast like a full-time job like a real business Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people who get into podcasting because they think it's the sexy thing that's gonna help them speed up their success and it's not it's not it it takes a long long time right (laughs) right right so The advice I always give is you have to take it more serious. If you want more results in podcasting than anything else, you have to take it more seriously than anything else. You have to prioritize it at a very, very, very high level. And you have to do everything well. Social media, you have to put a lot of time into social media, posting, building relationships with people. You have to put a ton of time into the podcast. But after that, you have to figure out where do people actually go. When, When people hear this podcast has X amount of downloads or X amount of listens or whatever it may be. I'm not thinking of that. I'm thinking of the actual impact on people. So for us, when you listen to the episode, you can go to the Facebook group. You can go to our email list. We have free podcasts. We have free courses. We have free meetups. There's a ton of stuff that you can do after the podcast episode. So I would say in the simplest form, What you do before your podcast and after your podcast are just as important as the actual podcast. And the shows that I have seen get really stuck. They're either not posting on social media or there's nowhere for the audience to go after they listen to the episode. And if you're a good podcast with good content and good value, why wouldn't people want to move down your business to something else? Of course, of course they would. If you don't have that opportunity, they're going to seek that out somewhere else. I would say that, and then I would say focus on making money in your podcast as soon as humanly possible
1: mm-hmm. so you
0: can put the money back into the business. Again, treating it like a business.
1: Well, that is a wonderful wisdom nugget right there. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you so much. And I think that comes right from experience and nothing else. Pure experience of putting yes. that hard work and dedication and inspiration yes. to the podcast. Yeah.
0: Cheers. Every day. Every day, Needy.
1: That's just amazing. And I think your unique perspective and your expertise has really, really created this captivating episode. And I think each question had a beautiful, meaningful answer to that, whatever we were trying to achieve in this podcast. Thank you so much for your time.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for doing the research, looking at the Instagram, listening to the podcast. I appreciate it very much.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Kevin.
0: Thank you, Needy.